0: have always um, been interested in, in a special way, um, in that, like, you can look back of all the dozens and dozens of uh, teachings or messages that I've ever done in my life, <laughs> you can tell that this subject right here is always heavy on my spirit. The title today is um, How to Discern God's Voice. How to Discern God's Voice. It is so vitally important, especially on this fast. I know a lot of you guys are believing for uh, life-changing instruction. You're believing God to tell you what the next move is, or you're believing him to lead you and guide you, as am I, as we should all be. And a fast is a perfect time to set your, your, um, your plans aside and to say, I'm going to listen to the voice of the Lord. So this is kind of like a continuation or, or like a, I guess it's like a preface to last night's broadcast. Last night we talked about the fact that you need to be obedient to the voice of God. But the more important question then is, well, how do I hear the voice of God? You know, I think anyone in ministry would tell you that this um, is a topic that they get asked about a lot. I've, I've not, you know, I'm not saying that, like, I've been in ministry all this time, but even, even in the short time that I've ever done anything in ministry, people have asked me the question, well, how do I know, and, and raise your hand if you've ever been there, how do I know if it's God speaking or if it's just myself? I, I think I hear the voice of God, but how do I know if it's my own voice and me just making stuff up, or how do I know that it's God leading me and guiding me um, Into what he has for me, and we're going to answer that question. We're going to have what I'd like to to call a little checklist, a little checklist. So if you've heard something, you thought you've heard an instruction for God from God, um, line it up with this checklist, because you know, one of the things that that kind of ticks me off when it comes to the subject is when people try to to I guess like I don't know what it is they're trying to. Uh, simplify it in a way that's it's, the Bible doesn't simplify it or I heard one guy, who I respect I really do, heard him on YouTube where he's answering a question, somebody asked him this exact same question how do I know if it's God or is it just me I thought I heard an instruction but I don't know and the guy said well, and this is like the cliche answer that everyone seems to gravitate towards, they'll say if it's God, God's voice uh, you'll know that you know that you know which it's like, okay, yeah, what if I don't know? <laughs> what, what if that's not the case? What if there's a, a seed of doubt in my mind where I don't know? Because let me tell you, you better be sure that in every instruction that you're acting on this year is from God. You better be crystal clear on that. Because unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. There's a song that goes, only what's done for Christ will last. And it's, it's the truth. If you endeavor to do something this year that God never told you to do, it will stress you out, it will burn you out, it, it will dry you up financially. Don't do things that God hasn't told you to do. So you better be sure. So it's not just, well, you know that you know that you know. No, there's basic principles from the word of God that you can see, oh, this is how I hear the voice of God. Because I want you to to put put this in the comments, and people don't look at it like this, but I know my uncle has taught me this way, and I believe it. But hearing the voice of God, I want you to type this, hearing God's voice is a skill. Hearing God's voice is a skill. It's something that you build up. It's something that you can practice. You're not, when you're born again, you don't instantly have, you know, you're, you're brought up into maturity in Christ. There's a reason that baby Christians need help. It's because they've not developed, you know, they don't have the word of God deeply rooted in their heart. They don't have uh, hours of teaching and preaching every day in, in their spirit that they can draw on and, and wisdom from, from God's word and stuff like that. It's a skill that needs to be developed, and it's a very important skill, especially for young people. You know, I I talk about this with young people a lot, a lot. Because you're, like, young people, you're at a point in your life right now that things need to be decided. Like, major decisions need to be decided. Where are you gonna go to school? Are you gonna go to college? Uh, Who you're gonna be friends with? Who you're gonna date? Who you're gonna marry? But that's not just true for young people, it's true for, for everyone. I'm not, I was gonna say old people, but you know. Sorry, no offense to everyone that's, that's not a young person. Be young in your heart, amen. Um, it's, it's important for everyone. There's decisions. If you're really gonna have a year of transformation, that means you're going, like, like we talked about last night, from one level to, a ne- to the next. That means there's gonna be decisions you have to make. Some things you gotta start doing, some things you gotta stop doing. How do you hear the voice of God? How do you hear the voice of God? And we're going to go through a checklist, a four-point checklist. And if, if you think you have another one, and I didn't include it, you can um, email me at alex.idontcareatmiracord.com. But um, what really got me thinking about this um, is just a couple of days ago, and this is just like a, a, a personal thing that kind of got me thinking and kind of got me on this topic. But I was, uh, I was talking to my friend, and I was looking, about, um, looking to make a trip to visit a few friends, right? And there was no reason in the natural to not go. It was at a perfect time. Uh, you know, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't traveling at this time. You know, it was coming up in a few weeks. And I thought, oh, this would be a perfect time to see my friends that I probably won't see for a long time because things are about to get uh, crazy. With uh, with Miracle Ward Church, which I'm 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 excited about. I'm, that's not a that's not down. That's not a downside. But you know, I thought, oh, this would be a nice time. I could see all my friends. There's like ten people I could see that I miss. Um, and so I you know I look on uh, on Priceline. I look on all the on the place all the places for uh, uh, booking a ticket. And I get to go book my ticket. They're they're super cheap. They're like they're really easy. This this trip would be like the easiest thing. I'd be in and out. I'd have fun, you know. It wasn't going to interfere with any anything in you know my schedule or whatever. But as I'm going to book the ticket, I actually I actually told um, Evangelist Karen, I told him, how, you know, I think I'm going to make a, a trip up north, and she said, oh, that's that's awesome. And um, then I then I go upstairs to book the ticket, and as I'm about to book the ticket for something that would cost me like two hundred dollars round trip, like that's nothing for a you know for a plane ticket. So I'm about to, it's, it's no trouble. But then I hear the voice of the Lord say, don't do it, don't go. And so I start thinking like, well, well, that doesn't make sense. There's no reason in the natural for me to not go. There's no reason, you know, in my schedule. But what, well, what was it? It was God leading me and guiding me specifically. That's how you should live every day, led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says, all who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons and daughters of God. So that means every believer can be led by the Spirit. I said it last night, but I don't like hearing people say, well I can't, I just, I don't know what it is, I just can't hear God's voice very clearly. I start to think to myself, like what a, what a slap in the face to God. Seriously, what a slap in the face to God. Think about your position in Christ just for a second and we'll get into the checklist, I promise. But think about your position in Christ. You're one with Christ. You've been seated with Christ. The Bible says you've put on Christ. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. The Holy Spirit is is one with your spirit, right? You're baptized in the Holy Spirit. He said that you can hear his voice, that a stranger's voice they will not follow, but they will hear my voice. That's what Jesus said, John 10. So what a slap in the face to God to be like, I just can't. I don't understand him. He's so confusing. God's not confusing. <laughs> I'm laughing because something someone said. Imagine if you said that about your, your wife. You know, I'm not married now, but soon, you know, one, one day I will be married in Jesus' name. And what if I said that about my wife? I go to other people and I, and I keep complaining. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just, I can't hear her. I don't understand what she's saying. Like, you know, like, I just want her to talk to me, but it's just confusing. I don't know her voice. If she yells across a crowded room. I don't know if it's her. I don't know if it's someone else. I, You know, you'd start to think like, I'd be like, if that was someone else told me that, I'd be like, bro, like, how well do you know your wife? It sounds like you don't know her at all. And so that's the same thing. I, I hear Christians say that, and I say that, you know, that's a terrible confession. Don't, you know, I, I sometimes think, that Christians think that God can't hear them. God can hear your confession. How about instead of saying, you know, I can't hear God, I'm just in a season of confusion right now? You're not in a season of confusion. How about instead of that, just start confessing, I hear God's voice very easily. Start confessing that I hear God's voice very easily. I'm led by the Spirit, right? So it's not hard for you to hear God's voice, you should be hearing God's voice. But, there's always that time when you feel like God speaks to you through your spirit, or even through a prophetic word. You say, is this God, is this not God? Let's run it through a checklist. Number one, is this me, is this God? Number one, question, does what you heard line up with the word? Does what you heard line up with the Word. Now, many people right now, you've, you're thinking, I've heard that a million times, I know, God's Word can't contradict His voice. They agree. But it's something deeper than that. Does what you heard line up with God's Word? So yes, God will never contradict His written Word. God, this is something that Christians need to understand. That's taught a lot in uh, Reformed theology, they're real hardcore about it. Baptists, real hardcore about it. But sometimes, you know, uh, charismatic seem to be flaky a little bit, but that's what, this is what you need to understand. Yes, we're people of the spirit, but this right here, the Bible, these 66 books are God's inerrant, infallible, inspired word, inerrant, infallible, inspired word. This is God's word. Meaning, this is God speaking to me. (laughs) You know, it was one preacher who said, if you can't hear God's voice, crack open your Bible and read it audibly. Read it out loud. That's God's voice, right? When God gives you an instruction, number one, it'll never contradict it. God's never going to tell you to divorce your wife for no reason. God's never going to lead you to do something that's wacky and not in the word. Like I'll give you an example, God would never give you an instruction to leave your job that provides for your family and tell you to start a prophetic uh, dance ministry. Why? It's not found in the word. It's confusing when people's ministries aren't found in the word. I run a prophetic dance ministry. Where in the Bible is that? a prophetic flag ministry where in the bible is that i just feel like the movements they just they speak the word. i preach the gospel at all times but if necessary i use words where in the bible is that god will never lead you to do something wacky or nuts that is not in the word of god let me tell you i've been in some services that are that people have said some things they said thus saith the lord that were wacky, nuts, and then contradicted the Word of God. And instantly I know that's not God's Word. Do you know that someone can get up and give a, prof- a prophetic word and you can actually sit there and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that's not God? Well, What do you mean that's that's kinda judgy, right? That's kinda judgy. You can't, you know, who are you? You know the Bible actually commands you to judge prophetic words? First Corinthians Chapter 14 and verse 29. Go there with me. First Corinthians 15 or 14, 29. Here it is. Paul's giving uh directions for how to worship in church. That's right. And, th- and that's right. Janine said it. Those who don't provide for their families are worse than an imbecile. That's right. So if God led you to to stop doing what the Bible's doing or said to do and then lead you somewhere, else, you you on like instantly know that's not God. You're nuts. You're like psycho. You're out of your mind. Okay. First um, Corinthians 14 29. This is what Paul says about prophecy. Let two or three prophets speak and let others weigh what is said. In the King James in other translations it says, let, let the others judge what is said. Old Testament prophecy is different than New Testament prophecy. In that, in the Old Testament, only, pe- only specific people in the nation of Israel had the Holy Spirit upon them. Number one, nobody could be filled with the Holy Spirit because they weren't uh, regenerated, they weren't, they weren't saved. So they couldn't be filled with the Holy Spirit like we are but God would come temporarily upon people in the Old Testament and he would do this for prophets and prophets would speak under the unction of God and uh, prophets and and priests were the only one that could hear God's voice with with minor exceptions through through the Old Testament you don't see just random everyday Israelites just hearing the voice of God that's not how it worked in in ancient Israel only the prophets did so when they spoke it, it, it had to be from God or else uh, they were put to death. But in this New Testament period, prophecy takes on a different role. Prophecy, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but since we all have the Holy Spirit, we can, we, we, if we have the Spirit of God and someone else says something, it's like, eh. Like how many, by show of emoji hands, how many have seen or have been in a service where someone gets up with the microphone and starts prophesying And it just doesn't sit well with your spirit Where they're, 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 Maybe they're real Animate about it They're real, you know But they're just saying things that maybe Don't line up with the word of God Or they just hit you in a way that's like eh, That's not right That's what the Bible says to do Judge what's spoken You don't just take everything into your life You know, that that's quote unquote prophetic Judge what's spoken If it does line up with the word of God, receive it if it doesn't throw it away that's not the voice of god that's a that's either someone's flesh acting up or it's a satanic voice i know i've been in those services man i've i've been in those services they start speaking and you're like yikes um you know that's why that's why um there was, a, uh, there was a pretty prominent ministry. And actually, I believe Evangelist Ted covered this specific uh, event on this broadcast or on this podcast like three, two, two or three years ago. Um, there was a very well-known ministry that if I said the name, you would know it, that the students of this ministry, they had a Bible school, and what they would start doing is they heard from, you know, they thought they heard from the Lord that if I start laying on the graves of men and women of God that produce miracles in their lives, that that are dead, they passed on. If If I could just lay on their grave and soak up their anointing, then I'll have the mantle of that person. And so in droves, these Bible college students would go down to cemeteries. Think about how nuts this is. They would go down to cemeteries, lay on the graves, and start, quote-unquote, soaking up the anointing. And they'd use as their proof text when that happened with Elisha. And they'd say, well, you know what happened in the Bible. But no, nowhere in Scripture does anyone say, as a commandment, go and soak up the graves. You know, the, that, was a, that, was a, that was a miracle that happened. It was never prescribed like that. Those people are nuts. Number one, once a person has died and gone home to be with the Lord, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So people don't even think. And that's, that's why what I mentioned before, that Bible, uh, that Galatians course is so important. Because it teaches you how to actually know what God meant when, when he said it. Because the podcast episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it okay, cool. Yeah. I can't tell, see, I, I'm, I'm new to this, guys. I'm new to this. But um, Tiffany, I can't tell when she's writing a little note to me with her, you know, uh, my, like, like passing notes in class. My microphone is, is rubbing or not, but she's, she's writing things for you in the back. So, praise God for Tiffany. Yeah, for real, nuts, nuts. That's why prophetic dance, we will not, I will say this with 100% like, confidence, there will be no prophetic dance ministries at Miracle Word Church. I mean, unless something major changes and Tiffany Farley realizes her calling, there will be no prophetic dance ministries in Miracle Word Church. There will be no prophetic flag-waving ministries at Miracle Word Church. Why? It's not in the Word. It's not, that's, that's, that's not biblical. So number one, if, if you think God's spoken to you, does it line up with the Word of God? Can you find in the Bible? You know, like I'll give you an example. When I felt the call of God on my life, at 12 years old, and I was sitting in, in upstate New York, and I felt the tug to go into the ministry, to uh, you know, the Lord, the specific words of, that uh, the Lord spoke to me, he said, do what he's doing. And he was referring to my uncle, which if you think about it's kind of crazy because w- little did I know back then how crazy impartation actually works. Because little did I know back then, I mean, if you look at it, and this is just a side thing that kind of baffles me sometimes. If you think about it, when my uncle felt the call in the ministry, he felt to be an evangelist, as as do I. He uh, moved to Virginia Beach to help his uncle start a church. Moved to Florida. Um, he's, he started as the youth pastor of his uncle's church. And so that's, you know, you start thinking impartation's pretty crazy. And I didn't get it through Laying on his grave or laying on his bed while he was sleeping and soaking up his anointing. That's weird. But the words the Lord spoke to me, do what he's doing. So I knew instantly, be an evangelist, preach the word. Now, if I were trying to judge that word, I could say, okay, is that the Lord? Let's run it through this first checklist point. Is that the Lord? Well, is it in scripture? And I could look through scripture and I could find it. I could find it in Acts chapter 8, fill up the evangelist. I could find it in Ephesians chapter 4. Right here. Ephesians chapter 4. Galatians, Ephesians. And he gave gifts unto men some prophets, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. For building up the body of Christ, I can find my calling in the Word. No matter what you're called to do, you can find your calling in the Word. Well, you say, Alex, you know the Bible never never mentions any uh, construction workers. Well, that's not true. First of all, think about in the Old Testament in Exodus when God commissioned a, a construction worker, an architect, to build the the or the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, but also build the temple, lay out the plans. You know. Just like I said before, the Bible never specifically mentions, or it's very rare for the Bible to mention in the Old Testament that the Spirit of the Lord actually was, or someone was filled with the Spirit, but this person, this construction worker in Exodus was one of the only people in the Old Testament where the Bible says, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. So I I can't find my calling in the Word. I'm just a single mom. What do you mean you can't find that in the Word? Your calling can be found in the Word. That's right. And so if God speaks to you to do, do anything that's crazy, that's weird, that's not found in the Word, and obviously graphic designer is not going to be found in the Word, but there are things. There's principles. There's, there's kingdom financiers in the Word, right? So God's never going to contradict His Word. And, um, and you have to understand there's no, like, there's no like, new, like uh, a secret personal revelation. And, and what, what I mean by that, and we'll move on to the next point, it, it, this is pretty important. Because you know, there's a group of people that are anti-supernatural. Uh, these people are called reformed in their theology. And they would say, you know, the, the hardcore people would say, number one, God doesn't speak to people. He only speaks through his word. They'll say, God doesn't, God doesn't speak to people directly, meaning like he's not going to tell you anything. Isn't the word enough? And their argument for that is, well, every time God spoke to people in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it was made into Scripture. So God doesn't actually speak directly to people. How arrogant to think that God, you hear God. So there's extremists like that. And in the same stroke, they make the argument that there's no personal revelation, meaning that you can't be reading the word of God and, and get something in your spirit that is that is um new or that is uh that no one's ever heard of before nobody's ever thought of before it's it's directly from god and in one sense that's true in another sense it's not in one sense you can be reading the word of god and god could spark in your spirit a revelation from scripture that you see something just like paul said pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened he'll enlighten your understanding to see things in the word that you've never seen before but it is true that you cannot look through the Word and find something. You know, you can't be the only holder of, a, of a one revelation from God. That's right. How could you read the Word and believe that? I, I, I agree. It's, it's ridiculous. It's people that don't believe in supernatural things. But if you look at it, a lot of men of God, who, who are great men of God, who performed many miracles, they were powerful in their ministry. One of the downfalls that people get into is they believe, because they've heard the voice of God, because they get revelation from Scripture, they believe I'm the only one on earth that has this revelation. I was listening to a documentary from a, from a um, Pentecostal scholar or a historian, and he was recounting the life of a man named Alexand- or John Alexander Dowie. John Alexander Dowie. Michelle Alex is Ted and Carolyn's nephew. That's right, if you want to know. It's right here. Alex Aquinta, IG, follow the IG. Um, that's in, By the way, I'm sorry, that's Instagram, for all the people that don't know what IG stands for. I just thought it'd be trendy right there. Um, John Alexander Dowie, he had a powerful ministry he was one of the only people at the time who were who was preaching the healing uh the the uh the word of god concerning divine healing and so many people reference him as the father of the divine healing message right and so he was really it was kind of unheard of to hear what he was saying about divine healing that he was showing the word that jesus bore stripes on his back that we could be healed you know, all throughout scripture that the Holy Spirit, Jesus still heals it the same way. So it was rare, yes, but at the end of his life, he came to the conclusion that he was the only person in the world that had that revelation and that God held that revelation in heaven for only him. Well, number one, that's not true. Because if something is true, think about this. If something is true, it's the truth. It is undoubtedly and always the truth. The truth remains forever. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word Word was with God, the Word was God, in the beginning. So there's no new things that God gives you. There's another man, you know, I'll say it right out. The the person who um, came up or or wrote the Passion Translation which we at this ministry heavily, heavily warn against because it is not a translation. There's many reasons you shouldn't read it, Um, but You know he adds things he's not an experienced uh translator in the original languages it's just it's it's bad news it was only done by one translator ryan simmons he said he actually said this i was caught up in the heaven and god showed me and the open vault in the libraries of heaven okay and i've gotten and it sounds like i'm bashing people who have supernatural encounters i'm not doing that at all i believe god can show you visions. I believe in visions. I believe in the supernatural. I'm charismatic. I'm Pentecostal. But there are fruits, flakes, and nuts, right? And so he says, I saw the libraries of heaven, and a, and a drawer was opened. And out of that drawer, I saw a volume of a book come out. And God said, this is the, hold on, let me, let me make sure I got this right. This would be a shame if I got this wrong. John has 21, that's what I thought. He said, God said to me, this is the 22nd chapter of John that I've never released to the world. They're not ready yet, but soon I'll give it to you. Run away from that guy. He is nuts. He's ad- that's adding to scripture. When you hear God speak, it is found in the word of God. It's founded in the word of God. And it's not contradictory to the word of God. The word of God, he, ab- he honors his word above his name. That's something that people need to get in a, in a real way. This is the infallible, inerrant word of God. Does not change, does not add on to it. This is the word of God. So if you hear something, the first question to ask yourself, does it line up with the word of God? If it does, move on to the next checklist. Number two, God's, I feel like God's giving me instruction. Does it line up with your lifetime assignment? Does it line up with your lifetime assignment? I want you to write this in the comments for this point. God is not schizophrenic. Which if I had someone ask me to write that in the comments, I would have a hard time spelling schizophrenic. But I believe in you guys. Use auto, auto autocorrect. God's not schizophrenic. Does it line up with my lifetime assignment? God doesn't change his mind every five seconds about your calling. Christians who go to Christian University say things like this. Well, I thought the Lord was just, he was gearing me up towards uh, the social sciences. But now, you know, I see that, you know, he told me that I'm going to be now involved in Doctors Without Borders and I feel for the people of of this country or whatever. where they changed their major like six times. Okay, if you change your major six times, you've missed it at least five times. God doesn't change his mind about your calling every five seconds. Imagine if I got up on this, on this live stream and told you, contrary to what you guys have heard me say in the past, yes, I did, I did feel in my spirit and say multiple times that God has called me to the ministry, um, but now I feel like he's calling me somewhere new. No, no. Now, granted, God does add things to your assignment. Like, think about, think about Evangelist Ted and Carolyn. Evangelists, he's adding a church. They're not stopping the evangelistic ministry. And it, and it wouldn't be wrong if an, an, an evangelist became a pastor and stopped being an evangelist. Because God can transition you into ministry gifts. But, you know, you don't hear them every five seconds. Well, we feel, we feel the Lord calling us in this direction, now this direction. It's like, you look like like you snort coke God God's not crazy he has a plan for your life he has an overarching purpose for your life James chapter 1 and I have it here why turn to it James chapter 1 and verse 17 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow due to change. I am the Lord your God. I do not change. So if God calls you to do something, number one, there's always a reason that God tells you something, and it always pushes your purpose forward. There's no like God doesn't like take you out of like out of left field, to take you out a bunch of zigzags. Like people, you know, I'm, I'm in a desert season where I'm wondering. That doesn't exist. The only reason the Israelites were in a desert season is because they disobeyed God and they had unbelief. So are are you really, is God really taking you through a desert situation, where you're going twists and turns and stuff like that? No. God's plan is ever forward, never backward. Ever forward, never backward. No sharp left turns. No, no like, I'm doing this one one month, this next month. Get, like, when you hear something, ask yourself, does this line up with what God's called me to do? If I think I heard right now in my spirit to open a restaurant and to start culinary classes and go to culinary school, well, I think, is that God or have I just not eaten for nine days? I think it's because I've not eaten for nine days and things look good and you wanna be a cook when you haven't eaten for nine days. So understand that God doesn't take like sharp left turns out of your purpose. There's no wandering seasons. There's no desert seasons. There's many things that you could do. There's only one thing that you should do. There's many things that you could do. There's only one thing that you should do. There's an overarching purpose on your life. You can look you can look even down at people and sorry, sorry to mention uh ministers so much. But I mean these are well known people in our uh you know in our flow that everyone knows and so they're good examples. And they had renowned lives. Lester Summerall started off as a missionary, which which is a traveling evangelist. He started off as an evangelist. Then God moved him into pastoring, right? He ended up, I believe, as an apostle. You see him work in all those ministry gifts. You see him in the office of the prophet. But you can look down, you can look back at his life and see that he had one purpose one overarching purpose Kenneth Hagin same story what was his overarching purpose teach my people faith so no matter what office he was operating in or what endeavor he was he was going to do it was teach my people faith now the question is what is that for you what is that for you and does what you heard is what you heard lining up with the purpose that God has already given you he's already given you. Number three, and this is important. Number three, very important. So the first check was, um, does it line up with the word? Second, does it line up with my lifetime assignment? Third, how did I hear it? How did I hear it? What was the way that God spoke? Because there are certain ways that God speaks and certain ways that nowhere in the Bible does He speak like that. Young Christians I think have a, and I'm not saying young in age, I'm saying uh, immature Christians, baby Christians have trouble with this. Because we're taught in this, and I, I, I think it's, it's like people who, who call themselves like, I'm, I'm not a Christian but I'm spiritual, right? They're spiritual people. They're always looking you know they believe in hearing God's voice, but they're always looking for like a sign. They're always looking for something like wild to happen, where it's like, you know, I was uh, I was contemplating whether to do this and or not, whether to marry this person or not, and then I just looked up, and I saw that there was skywriting, and they uh, they wrote the letter. It looked like if you just squinted hard enough, it looked like the letter E, and that's the first initial of my girlfriend. It's like okay God can speak through confirmation but we're not looking for signs we're not looking for crazy things I I started hearing Christians that I know and I I love talk about like how they feel like God speaks to them and you know you you give it time because maybe maybe God did use a a way to, to confirm it but obviously when when you're talking about signs that are just so sporadic like how many of you remember in february when um a notable minister started telling everyone and that maybe you didn't hear about this but i i heard about this telling everyone that the number two 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 is an important number and the reason they said it was an important number is because they said i keep seeing it everywhere It's called confirmation bias, meaning if you're looking for the number 2222, you'll see it everywhere. In the same way, now I believe, I honestly believe your phones are listening to you. I know that for a fact. But have you ever been scrolling through your phone and you see an ad for something that you're like, no way. How in the world does my phone know about this? I was just talking to, you know, to my friend about this. So number one, yes, it could be that you know, you, th- your phone actually listens to you. Because I really do believe that they do. You know, and, and they say they do in their terms of service. But it also could be that because it's fresh in your mind, because you're like thinking about it all the time, and you just got done thinking about it, now that you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, what a coincidence. No, there's many times you've scrolled past that ad before and thought nothing of it. Now that you just talked about it, and now you think it's a coincidence. So it's confirmation bias. If you're looking for a sign. You'll always find a sign. If you're looking for a sign, I know they do. Absolutely the phone is listening. I, I agree very much. They listen to you. I've never seen him before. What's his name? I, I don't need to tell you his name. It's not important to what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to bash this person. I'm trying to show you the fault in that thinking because, a lot of times, people can get wacky like that. So we're not looking for signs. We're not looking for uh, unusual things that are not in the Bible. We're not looking for gold dust. We're not looking for feathers. We're not looking for, uh, I don't know, oil to appear on our hands, like, like that's the thing we need to see. Like People say, well, God, if this is you, show me a sign. Show me a sign. Is it not supernatural enough for God by His Holy Spirit that lives in you to speak through your spirit through the inner witness. Is that not supernatural enough for you? That's supernatural in and of itself. I think back to the time one year ago, uh, a little bit over a year ago, when God spoke to me to move to Florida. And I was about to I was about to bring that paper. I have it in my dresser. I mentioned this on a last gen broadcast recently, but there's many people on this that weren't weren't on that for you know obviously. But I kept that paper in my room um, because it reminds me. But when I was sitting and praying to the Lord, this is when He spoke to me. It was November, I, I remember it vividly. November 12, 2021. So it was a little bit over a year ago, a little bit over like a year and three months ago ish. You're in two months. I have it written down. There's two things, two clear instructions. He sounds like a Shuttlesworth. Is he? What's his name? LOL. My name is... There we go. I'm not a Shuttlesworth. Um, I'm an Iaquinta, but I'm related legally to a Shuttlesworth. So, there you go. But, So I keep that paper in my thing. I was was meaning to to bring it just as an illustration that when God speaks, you run through this checklist and it's something when God speaks that that should dictate the course of your life. Like there should be a reason that you do everything. The reason that I do anything is because it's either commanded in scripture or God spoke to me directly to do it. That should be your reason for everything. Why do you live in the place that you live? Is it because the weather's nice? Or is it because God spoke to you? There's a lot of people who feel, who feel called to go to uh, booming churches that, that are, yes, on fire. They're, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're amazing churches. But the thing is, God never called them to them. And so they go there. They're expecting the greatest life ever, like it's going to be revival every Sunday. And though everyone else is experiencing it, they feel like nothing works out. Why? They're out of the will of God. So when God spoke to me, the thing that that struck me so hard, because as I've mentioned before, moving to Florida, moving to South Florida for me in this area of South Florida was never in the cards, was never on the table. Like, you know, I I really think that people, you know, They think, you know, oh, of course, my friends think, oh, of course he was going to move to South Florida and work for Miracle Worth. That was obvious. We knew that. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Like, I had no plans to move here. I had no plans to work here. Though it was something I deeply wanted to do from, you know, since the age of 12, I never had plans to. I had plans to go to another Bible college. That's a good Bible college, but I had plans to go there. And it's funny. I was sitting at this table. I mean, think about it, Uh, full circle. I was sitting at this table. Um, Tiffany, were were you working here? Yeah, because you had the studio when you were here. The studio was already here, right? Right. Right. Same time. Right. So there was not a time that you were working here that there was no studio. Only a couple. couple, Right. So when I went live, sorry to put you on the spot this whole time. You know, Um, when my uncle invited me to, to. come be live on on his uh, broadcast. It on this table, front of this LED wall, with these studio lights in this building, Tiffany working the broadcast. And so I, it's kind of crazy I'm sitting here, but um he uh we were we we talked about what we were talking about. I don't know what it I can't remember, but I was sitting there, you know, I hadn't really spoken a lot uh, publicly or whatever, so it wasn't that good. I wouldn't recommend that you go back or listen to it. I don't know if there's anything worth saying if there's anything worth hearing, it's something that he said. right? So he, he just had me on. So we taught what we were going to teach. We had the conversation we were going to have. And at the end, people in the comments were asking questions. right? They were saying, oh, you know, you know, being nice, I, I believe. Um, enjoyed it, good word, whatever. And then someone asked the question. Uh, oh, thank you, Janine and Todd, Kyle, cool ball. I appreciate that. Where's the bald guy? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Can we, can we immortalize that comment there? Where, where's the bald guy? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be hard, hard to get past that one. Um, he's not here right now. But I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting right here. Just in closing, someone asked the question in the comments, and I, I was reading it. And they said, Alex, what are your plans? Where where are you going to to Bible school? Or what are you doing after high high school? Um, And so I just quickly said, because I thought this was right. I I thought I had prayed about it. I thought I heard the voice of the Lord about it. And I was like, I was all psyched about it. And so um, I looked at, where are you going after high school? What are you doing? What Bible college are you going to? I said very confidently without missing, missing a beat. I said, I'm going to... Uh, and I'll just say the name because I'm not bad. this is a, like one of the only Bible colleges I will ever recommend to anyone like maybe like these two like like this and another one But I said very confidently, I'm going to the River Bible College the River River Bible Institute in Tampa, Florida And so I said that confidently my uncle sitting next to me right here turned to me and he said You know not not in like a condemning way, but he was just he didn't know that I'd made up my mind He, he knew I was thinking about it and he said uh <laughs> He said to me he said oh are you like you know because i had not told him i made up my mind that i'm going to the river and so i said i'm going to the river bible institute he he turned to me he said oh are you i kid you not right as uncle ted said oh are you i felt the voice of the lord say oh are you and so you know that's not a good spot to be in i instantly in my i don't know if it showed but i went i went cold white because i had told some people that i was going there and, and now I had to rethink it. Because that wasn't the Holy Spirit's plan. That was my plan. Many are the plans in a man's heart. But the Lord directs his steps. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. And if I would have gone there to, to a very blessed Bible college, I would have been not blessed. I would have been living under a curse, living un, out of the blessing of God, out of the will of God. That's right. And so he said, oh, are you? The Holy Spirit said, oh, are you? Which meant, no, you're not. And so that changed my plans. And that's, and that's the reason I'm here now. See, see, what, see what I'm saying? Like, where are you right now? Why are you there? Is it because the Lord told you? And it should be. But the, it, going into 2023, we better have a good answer about that. We better be led by the Spirit. We better be. We can't afford not to be. You can't afford to have a sucky life because you're living outside of the will of God. It'll cost you money, it'll cost you relationships, it'll cost you the blessing that you could have had living somewhere else, doing something else. It's a dangerous place to be outside of the will of God. And I can't think of one thing that's more dreadful. Like, I I, I can say I have a healthy fear of living outside of the will of God, as should you. That's somewhere you don't want to find yourself. That's right, don't trade the throne for a folding chair. That's right, Brenda. How did you hear it? Understand that God, the main way he speaks is not through uh, heads up pennies, it's not through sky writing. it's not through the number 2222. The main way that he speaks is by his Holy Spirit through your spirit. The Spirit of God joins with our spirit to confirm, to give us witness that we are the children of God. And number four, and we'll make this quick. We'll make this very quick. So checklist, it goes like this. Does it line up with the word? Is it, does it line up with my lifetime assignment? How did I hear it? Number four, does it bear witness with my spirit? Does it bear witness with my spirit? When God speaks... Yeah, David Oyadepo did. When God speaks, it's never a voice that will put you into worry, into condemnation, or into fear. When God speaks, it will always be a comforting feeling. So how did, how did it feel when God spoke to me? Does it bear witness with my spirit? Just as we talked about earlier, even if you get a prophetic word, listen to me, even if you get a prophetic word from a man or woman of God and, and they, they give you the prophetic word, but there's something that doesn't feel right in your spirit. It doesn't bear witness with my spirit. You have the Holy Ghost just like they do. So if we lived in the Old, old Testament, what the prophet said is what the prophet said. I have to trust him. But now in this New Testament era, now that we all have the Holy Spirit, we can judge what's said. It can bear witness with our spirit. Isaiah fifty-five twelve. 12. This is a key scripture when, when knowing how to be led by the Spirit. Is it me? Is it God? Well how do you know? The Bible says, Isaiah fifty-five twelve. 12, you, you will go out in joy and be led forth by peace. How are we led? By peace. If when God speaks it's not a peaceful feeling, it's not God. Even when Paul outlines what prophecy is in the New Testament era, he says, and we'll we'll bring it up, 1 Corinthians 14.3, real quickly, 1 Corinthians 14.3. And then we'll pray. Because God's going to speak to some people and it's going to be very clear for you. Very clear. 1 Corinthians 14.3. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. Upbuilding, encouragement, or consolation. If you get a word from God that's not upbuilding, encouraging, or consoling, it's not the it's not God's word for your life. You say, "Well, what if He's warning you about something?" You know, God can warn you and it still be comforting. You know, God can rebuke you and it still be comforting. There's still a peace. Kenneth Hagin, and I think this is one of the greatest definitions of it, he says, when, when I hear something that's not, that's not the voice of God for my life, or I do something that's, that's outside the will of God, it's not the will of God, it feels weird. It feels like taking a shower with your socks on. That's how he would describe it. It feels like taking a shower with your socks on. It's like right when you're about to, to do something, Like how I felt. Yeah, I'm going to the river. Oh, are you? And then I was like, uh, there's an uneasiness in my spirit, in my belly. That's where your spirit is, by the way, in your innermost being. It will always bring you peace. Always. Always bring you peace. I want to emphasize that before we pray. We cannot afford to not be led by the spirit. That's your final thing to put in the comments. I cannot afford to be not, I cannot afford not to be led by the Spirit. I cannot afford not to be led by the Spirit. We don't don't have a lot of time. We can't just make mistakes over and over again. Despite what you'll hear uh, all the, the relevant preachers say, it's okay, we all make mistakes every day, we all miss it in some way. I can't afford to miss it. There's things that God has for my life that I can't afford to miss. I can't afford to live for three years in a place God never called me to live. I can't afford to do something for five years that God never told me to do, to be in a career that God never put me in, to be with someone that God never told me to be with. I can't afford it. Cut it out of your life. Make sure that God has spoken to you. And when you are sure, then once you, you can run through this checklist, you don't have to be so judicious about it, like, oh, okay, check, Alex said. All right, now, now check again. But it's something to keep in mind. And once, once you start to develop this skill, like I said in the beginning, it's a skill. As you start to develop the skill, it'll be quicker. Like, you'll hear something, and you'll say, yep, that's God. Why? Because I, I know his voice. Just like Jesus said, that my sheep know my voice, and as strangers, they will not follow. I know my brother's voice if Jonathan yelled out to me across from across the crowd and and yelled my name I would know instantly that's Jonathan speaking to me better yet my brother Chris has a very distinct voice with his broken English if he yelled out Alex where are you I would know instantly that's my brother Chris I know his voice you know God's voice as you build this skill it's like David. When he went to slay Goliath, that wasn't the, he wasn't the first person or thing that he slayed. He said, there's a reason I know I could take you out. It's because I've, I've already proved God. I've proved him in the bear. I've proved him in the lion. I've built up my track record with God. God's proven himself faithful time and time again to me. That's why I can confidently know. I can confidently take action. I can confidently step out on God's word. And prayer and fasting is a time where God's voice is clear as crystal to you. Not because he speaks any clearer, because you're tearing down the thing that inhibits you from hearing his voice half the time, which is the flesh. My sheep know my voice, that's right. So we're gonna pray, and I want you to pray with me. I'm gonna pray that God is going to give you supernatural as you press in not for everybody as you press in in prayer and fasting as you do what the whole victory tribe is doing right now you're pushing away the plate you're not eating for 21 days you're breaking down your flesh you're consecrating yourself to the Lord in a more full way you're reading his word you're praying as you do that I'm praying that God would encounter you in a special way in a in a Uh, unheard of way, that you've never encountered God in this way, and you'll hear his voice like you've never heard it before. And it's always when God speaks, you better better be excited. You better be excited because that is what's propelling you, like we talked about, into the next level. We talked about that last night. So let 2023 be full of things that are just full of, of God's schedule. Of God's calendar let God fill up your calendar many are the are the plans in a man's heart but the Lord directs his steps one translation says but only what the Lord does will last man that's so powerful that is so powerful and we're gonna pray God's gonna take you to the next level in your ministry your business your life your family life your relationships Let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for all these faithful people that are hungry for you, that are really hungry to hear your voice, that they've humbled themselves and said, God, we can't do it on our own. I can't, I can't orchestrate my life on my own. I need your divine direction in my life. I need your purpose. I need your calling. I need your word for my life. I don't want to live apart from your presence I don't want to just like Moses said if you don't go with us I don't want to go if your presence doesn't go with us let us not go at all father in my life if you don't tell me to do it let it remain undone let me never do it if you don't tell me to go somewhere let me never go there father I pray that you would you would lead us and guide us in a new, fresh way in 2023. That it would almost be like the easiest thing to go throughout the year because we hear a voice, like you said in your word, a voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk you therein, turning not to the left or to the right. Lord, let it be that clear. Just like hearing the voice of our best friend, let us hear your voice in Jesus' name. As we pray and fast and we break down uh, our flesh. Let your voice become very clear to us. Remind us of scripture like you said in your word that you do. When you lead us, remind us of things in the word. Bring back to our remembrance things in the word in Jesus' name. Lead us into new levels in all of our endeavors. Lead us into transformative endeavors in all of our endeavors in Jesus' name. Lead us and guide us. Lead us to people to witness to them. Lead us to people to witness to them. Father, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to, I'll say what you want me to say. Point out people to pray for in the grocery store. Point out people to pray for at my job in Jesus' name. I wanna be your hands and feet. I wanna do exactly what you want me to do. Lord, if there's something that we're in that we're not supposed to be in, convict us of it in Jesus' name. If there's a plan that we have for the future that's not your plan, cut it off now in Jesus' name. Point point out things in our life that, that aren't right that should be amended very quickly and speak to us for new levels. Speak to us for new levels in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray for every single person right now On this broadcast or on the replay or on the podcast that's believing you for a a physical healing a physical healing that they've put a demand on the word and say father you're you're not a liar you're not a man that you should lie you said that divine healing is in our covenant and you said we shall trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy right now in Jesus name we curse every sickness every disease every disability Everything that doesn't work the way it's supposed to, in Jesus' name. Blind eyes, come open now in the name of Jesus. Deaf ears, come open now in the name of Jesus. Structural problems in your body, be healed now in the name of Jesus. Breathing problems, go in Jesus' name. We hold you to your word where you said that our health would spring forth speedily, in Jesus' name. Let this be the healthiest year of our lives, no matter even if it is, for, for many people, getting into what others call the older years. My elderly years. Where people say, "My you know, this is what happens, your back just starts going out. No. As our days are, let, let it be as our strength is. In Jesus' name. Satisfy us with long, healthy lives in Jesus' name. Let us be a stark contrast to the world. Well, we're not on six different medications like the rest of the world. We're not popping pills to get up and to go to sleep, but we're completely healed in Jesus' name. Let our testimony go forth to many unsaved people and prove to them that God is real. In Jesus' name. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.